Hey there, you got Jeff. I've got about 15 seconds before my dog barks again, so I'll make this quick. If you're looking to connect with other customer success leaders who are trying to operationalize customer success in their companies, come over to gaingrowretain.com and join now. Welcome to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. One of the things that we've been thinking a lot about lately and seeing some really interesting examples um, is that you know companies are they're having a hard time with customer success platforms, these big, heavy mm-hmm. platforms. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my understanding of what you do is it's almost complementary to a customer success platform in a lot of ways because you're looking at, it's almost like a customer data platform for B2B. And tell me if I'm, mis- if I'm mis- mischaracterizing that. Well, it's, uh, it's a great topic. So we, uh, we think uh, about it in, in some different ways. And there are some scenarios where we can complement. There's also some uh, just uh, new thinking. And there's, as we're finding some appetite for that, what I often say is that there's been this discussion, this narrative uh, for a while now about the importance of, of the business outcomes and, the, and you know, making the goals of the customer uh, the priority. Uh, but uh, we have not always been set up to manage that, uh, uh, those priorities and those goals and the customer in, in that way. Um, in in a scalable fashion. So we're thinking about focusing on the customer uh, better and what matters most to them. But then to your point, we also believe there is this this data piece that has not been figured out. Um, And what I've started to talk about uh, recently is this idea of outcome analytics. And all it is, is is connecting strategy with data. And I had some, some great feedback from some other leaders um, actually coming out of the, the Denver um, meetup not, not too long ago, and uh, some agreement that that's kind of like this last mile where uh, we can talk about the outcomes, we can define them, we can document, which we should, and a lot of people don't do, so we need to start there. But then we start to say uh, or ask questions about um, utilization, uh, there's this data piece over here that, that really needs to be monitored and managed in the context of those, those outcomes. Um, but they're very disjointed, so we've got to bring them together. Um, so that is our approach. And then we also think about how do we bring the customer into the fold in a new way, because we know collaboration is a big part of the, the equation. So we've got to bring people together. Uh, and uh, candidly, we think that's just a, a better approach uh, to managing customers. And uh, we're trying to figure out where, where we lie in, in, in the, uh, the existing categories. But we think there's some new thinking here that, um, that uh, is, is starting to, to get them some momentum. Yeah, and it sort of aligns with that success planning thing in a way, but it's more concrete, right? In that, like, yeah, it's yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say it is. It's I often I, I get uh, the team's probably sick of me saying this, but it, it really just goes back to fundamentals. It's like yeah. let's think about what matters most to the customer. If we know what their outcomes are and their goals are, that informs the plan. So we should have a plan in place. But then we, we actually are not taking the plan uh, to where we could take it if we're not factoring in the data piece. And we also know it's, it's not really a, a, a quarterly business re- review exercise only. It really is this continuous uh, engagement throughout the entire life cycle. So we're, we're going to challenge the market to think differently about managing a plan ongoing with the customer in a new collaborative way. And then we're also going to infuse this data piece that we think is just critical. So I think it's taking some, some of these older or these, these familiar concepts 
and bringing some new new perspective to this. Yeah, yeah, that makes complete sense. And the, the so the, bring it back to full circle, the, the thing that we've been thinking a lot about lately is that it does not feel, and we talk to a lot of SaaS companies, um, a lot of CS leaders, it does not feel like we have yet gotten to the point where everybody can confidently tell us what their leading indicators are of mm-hmm. the outcomes that their customers want on one hand and on the other hand yeah. that we want for our customers so that we succeed. So for yeah, example, yeah. right, like a well, good example of this is a little bit inwardly focused for a SaaS company, but NPS, right? Everybody yeah. looks at the NPS score as the number, but that in and of itself is a lagging indicator of everything right, else that's right. happened. Now, if I took the NPS process or program and said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to look at my follow-up rate, both follow-up rate with detractors and follow-up rate with people who never even responded in the first place. That's a much better leading in indicator for mm-hmm. the customer success team because that's something I know I can do that will improve my relationship, that improves sentiment and drives retention of customers ultimately, right? So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, an yeah. inward focused example, but I'm sure there's other examples that we could use from the actual outcomes data that you're talking about. Well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, you know, taking some inspiration from Ed Powers out of Denver. We, we've connected recently, just really... Uh, appreciate his his um, his kind of customer mind, and he has this perspective that we really should just be considering the key activities, um, and then every organization needs to understand what those key activities are. But to your yes. point, they should be a set of key activities that are are uh, are really proactive and also aligned to more leading indicators when when possible. Uh, but it's kind of that question of like, well, what's in our control? And it starts by having uh, the right uh, outcome-based conversations, and if we're able to collect them uh, with and, and drive that conversation with the customers, that is a that is a win. Uh, and then it kind of steps into the management of that. But back to your your other point, uh, what I tell people is that everybody, every organization has a value proposition. Uh, so we're really just talking about language here. And what you need to do is transition your value prop language or use it um, for that initial kind of found uh, framework for for outcome language. Yeah. So you can. You, your customers have come to you because you're helping them solve a problem. Um, that, that, is, that is outcome number one. Uh, we, can, we can then debate kind of what's the appropriate language there to make it very relevant to them and in their, in their, their terms, if you will. Um, but that to me is, is where it starts. And then we customize along the way because every, uh, if we are able to do deep discovery, then we are able to get into their organizations uh, more, understand the dynamics and then highlight um, problem specific to them. But uh, I think we should not underestimate the, the fact that we all have value props that are, are effectively um, a set of outcomes as a, as a starting point. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's for that reason that my, I guess it's just my instinct is that customer success mm-hmm. is almost part of the go-to-market function because right. not only yeah. do they have to know what that value prop is and be able to support it, they have to be a champion for it but they have to be able to yeah. determine whether or not we're delivering on that value prop. And again, right. like I feel like we should have had some of this conversation in our success planning discussion too. Right. But I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it's, bringing it's it all related. Yeah. Well, right. It, it, it does go back to what we were talking about. And um, those organizations that are really starting to embrace value-based selling or outcome-based selling uh, are really ahead of the game. They are, leading the way there because they've, they've kind of connected with this idea that it's, it's much bigger than, than us. It's much bigger than our, our, um, our, our products and features. Um, it's about these, these broader goals. 
And uh, that's what people are, are looking for anyway. So I agree. It starts in the sales process. And like we were saying earlier, uh, that just sets the tone for building that plan. And then ideally, that's just that plan is starting to follow that new customer into implementation and beyond um, into customer success. So I agree. And it, it really is this, uh, this, this perspective that the customer is in the center. And we, we, um, it's very common to forget that, but that, that's what's happening in those scenarios. Yeah. Well, it, it reinforces that customer success is a management philosophy, not necessarily a department, right? right. It's right. how we run our That's sales. Right. It's how we run our product. It's how we run our engineering. It's how we run our support and service. And it's how we run our customer success team consequently. But I didn't make yeah. that up either. Yeah. Peter, I'll give credit to Peter Lyon for that one. He's <laughs> That's good. That's good. There's a lot of, you know, it's fun is um, we're all, we all, uh, it feels like think about the, the same concepts in slightly different ways, but then uh, I, I love giving credit where credit's due too, because um, we're all in this, uh, trying to figure it out together. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. <laughs>